Blog Talk Radio. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. For me, it's day 30 in quarantine exile down here in Florida. Uh, you are listening to the Deanna on Design podcast on Blog Talk Radio, and I am your host. Deanna Rodai, and today we have a wonderful guest from the tundra up north of the grand old United States in Michigan, my friend and design cohort, Alicia Duerleg, who just started her own business. She went on her own, so I'm very excited to hear how that's going and what's happening with her. Uh, Today we're going to talk about how the pandemic has affected Projects, design projects, remodeling, rehab, uh, projects that were about to start, prospective projects, say that fast 10 times, and then projects that were already started and then had to get halted due to supply chain issues, trades issues, that type of thing. So today's topic, we're really going to be talking about working with a designer um, from the customer consumer standpoint and then also from the designer standpoint um, I've been talking with you know my friends and associates from across the country and it's just it's sad on so many levels so I hope if anything today at least gets you motivated to if you're thinking about a project to at least be reaching out and maybe getting the projects at least started and in the design pipeline. Uh, Because I think once things get rocking and rolling again, which it looks like in at least some parts of the country, we're looking the last week of April, beginning of May. I know down here in Florida, we're ready to go. So it's not official, but we may be one of the May 1st um, states. Uh, that you're at least in the pipeline that you can get scheduled because uh, there may be some supply chain issues, especially depending where the products are coming from. So hello, Alicia. How are you? Hello, Deanna. I am wonderful. Thank you for having me on today. <laughs> so it's snowing up in Michigan, huh? You sound it, well, as always, Michigan's a little confused what season it is still. Um, yeah. we've, for the last few days, we've been waking up to a nice little layer of snow and frost. And then right now, the sun is shining. It looks beautiful. But you step outside, it's still low 30s, and there's still oh. some snow flurries coming in. So oh. it's just all, all confused, as, as usual. So. <laughs> I will be honest, I do kind of miss those days, and I know this sounds awful, but it's it's been a solid, like, 84 to 88 here, hot and 80% humidity, and it's like, I want to go to the beach, but you can't go to the beach, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I know I, I shouldn't complain, and people are like, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, and I think in Michigan, too, I mean, with, I mean, obviously, our current situation we're in with um, the shutdowns right. and the pandemic yep. that's going on, you know, we yep. we get spring fever so bad as it is anyways, after our oh, long yeah. winters of everybody's got projects and ideas and is ready to get kickstarted. And, you know, this really kind of hit at a, at a worse <laughs> time for that. So, so was mm-hmm. it for you, like, I know when I was living in Wisconsin, I knew this was 
was one of my busiest times of the year. I mean, January through April to me were, I mean, when I did most of my business design-wise. I mean, do you did you find that or do you find that in Michigan? For sure, yes. That is something um, I have seen my entire career, no matter where, you know, I've been in the new construction side of things or more in the retail showroom side of things. Um you know, as soon as the holidays are, are done and over with, people really start to focus on those spring projects. Um, we see, you know, a huge influx of consumers with tax refund money coming in in the spring, you know, mm-hmm. that they're wanting to put towards projects and things like that. And, yes, we really, yep. I mean, for the last 15 years I've been in the business, January through April, May is the busiest time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as fall windows down and into summer, you know, things, things change a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, it has always been um, really the, the big, biggest drive for, for new customers and remodel projects mainly. So, and, and I think the design, I mean, cause you still see contractors out and about, you know, working on roofs and I mean, I've had contractors working on things on the house here. Um, so I think Design and contracting doesn't get talked about as much as, you know, retail, bar, restaurant. I've had um, another designer friend who we've been doing restaurant and hospitality and the impact and design and Mm -hmm. the impact of social distancing, you know, might have on the future of remodels on restaurants and retail and just thinking of, how that's going to impact how we shop and how we dine, uh, whether it's a state-by-state issue or if it's a nationwide thing, like, you know, with OSHA. With your clients, Mm -hmm. have you had any concerns, projects being pushed off? What has been your reality um, as a designer Um, in Michigan? Yeah, so as you mentioned in the beginning, I did go completely independent with my company, actually just um, officially full-time this past November. Um, And so I did that to really better serve all my clients that I've worked with and the client base I've built up over the years. So my workload right now is very much a combination of small remodel projects, small to mid-sized remodel projects. Um, I have two very large remodels that we were hoping to really kick off this spring, which had been put on hold a bit. Um, Uh And then I also work um, with a few um, new, new construction builders. So I'm from all sides of the new construction and also the remodel. And Mm -hmm. yeah, there has, you know, not a lot of absolute cancellation panic, you know, we're not seeing any of that. Um, right. There's a lot of uncertainty right now, though. So we, yep. I've had, you know, some clients that have said, well, let's let's put this on hold. Let's table this for a little bit till we get to the other side, you know, because, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty in employment and what is going to be the new normal when we come back. Exactly. And, yep. um, yes. you know, reprioritizing, um, you know, all those, those big projects and dreams that we had. Um, Mm -hmm. I've had one project I know for a fact they're still moving forward after this, but it's going to get scaled down just a little bit, a little bit. Um, You know, they're, they're not wanting to, to dive into that nest egg as much um, with, with the things happening in the world, which, which makes complete sense right now. Um, Mm -hmm. In my market, um, we have a 
huge housing shortage right now in the Grand Rapids. I'm based in West Michigan, Grand Rapids area. And we have just had a surge in our population and in our industry, our downtown area is doing great. And again, with that comes the need for housing. So our our real estate market has been booming for the last few years um, and consistently growing. And we've really ran into that. So I don't see a a, a big... um, maybe lull in the new construction. I know a lot of new builders are ready to get start right back up where they left off because that need is still there. Um, mm-hmm. And some new developments going in and some multifamily housing and things like that. Um, but I, I, I do see for more of a residential remodel standpoint for people who are already yeah. in their homes and plan on staying there, that there is uh-huh. going to probably be a little hesitation moving forward with things. So I love what you just said, because honestly, it's something I didn't think about, the difference between remodel versus the new construction, Um, and then multifamilies. And I'm wondering with new construction, you know, with kitchen and bath specifically, do you see anything that might affect standards as far as how we would redesign a kitchen or a bathroom as far as um, like hygiene stations or things like that. Um, I, you know, cause I'm thinking of it from a, you know, the retail restaurant standpoint is going to, you know, how far apart cash registers are going to be and how you set up your impulse mm-hmm. and your checkout line. The impact that on residential obviously would not be as great as commercial but what what do you see especially with a multi-family or even as an aging in place uh, or Mm -hmm. older population do you see that being affected you know one thing I think is you know I obviously like you had mentioned this is really going to affect public places, you know, in in engaging with the public. And the one thing I see right now, um, because I have had quite a few new inquiries during the shutdown time too, is Mm -hmm. our homes are now truly that safe haven. You know, they've always been our safe place and our our comfort zone. And now Mm -hmm. we're, you know, we're forced to stay here. You know, we're we're into day 30 something as (laughs) well as a lockdown. And and so we've (laughs) had time to reflect on those spaces. So Uh I, I see the need to you know, maybe make them a bit more comfortable, more personalized to people's style, someplace they really want to be locked into mm-hmm. for weeks at a time yeah. when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah. um, Do you want and to then be something <laughs> right. And then something mm-hmm. I've just seen in the past few years in the industry, which has been huge, and I just see more of a demand for this now, is going to be those very washable surfaces, those easy to care, easy to maintain, mm-hmm. know that it's clean. Yep. Um, I do see a big push for that. Um, you know, we've we've switched over to a lot of very non-porous surfaces and anti-microbial mm-hmm. um, things that are integrated yep. into surfaces. I really see that becoming, I mean, it, I, I feel it's been a trend and it's been taking hold and that plays right into that aging in place um, portion of it as well because as we age, we want to be comfortable. We, we need to be healthy. Um, but mm-hmm. we also don't need the multi-step care and upkeep and things like that. So really, I think looking at um, material standpoint and product standpoint, it's going to be, you know, how safe is this? How how easy is it for me to keep it clean and keep it safe? 
Um, you know, one thing I actually, I, I'm working with a customer right now who were designing a new home and we were, while we're set to break down as, or break ground as soon as they let us here um, and start yeah. digging. But one thing that she brought up during all this that we're going to kind of implement now into the new home is, is a garage cleaning station. You know, they're saying in our area, at least now to kind of disinfect things before you bring them into your home and, um, you know, really kind of wipe things down and, you know, not bringing in those outside contaminants and, um, you know, that's something now she was thinking, well, instead of, you know, let's do a utility sink, but with a little bit of a countertop space. So I have kind of a wash area in the garage before things enter my home. Um, yep. spoke with another um, former customer who her ha- husband is actually in the medical field. And she mm-hmm. was saying, I wish he had just his own bathroom and washer dryer out of the house, you know, to where someplace he could drop everything clean before he entered the home. Um, you know, they've got children and everything. So I think maybe some design implements like that, um, thinking yeah. of, of how, do, how do we really keep our home that safe spot? Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that because that's always been one of my, when I've ever been looking at property and in clients' homes, the the having of the the mudroom utility sink, you know, having that that space where it's kind of like the um, the decontamination chamber <laughs> before you go right. in and out of the clean room kind of thing. That's what, when I was mm-hmm. walking the dog this morning, I'm like, clean room, that's what it is. <laughs> yes. But I, yeah, I, and wouldn't that make sense in between, you know, the, like the laundry room area, or I was also thinking in like old brownstones and larger homes where you had like the, the foyer that was actually closed off with the two doors. So you had that space in between to change clothes, take off your shoes, you know, that type of thing. That's interesting, and I, I like that. And what an opportunity that would be for garages, you know, trying to figure yeah. out where to carve mm-hmm. out that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. Okay. Um, so you think that that might become something – that they've been, I haven't heard anything like that here, but, you know, down in Florida, everything gets dropped off, you know, because you have the Florida rooms, that type of thing. But so she's talking about, like, actually having a separate wash space, like a bathroom laundry kind of thing. Yeah, and, and a more of a, you know, a different take a little bit on our mudroom space. You know, I mean, those have become, you know, increasing in popularity and all of our new home construction, the floor plants include a nice mudroom. And, and, you know, here in Michigan, we have the snow factor. So, you know, a lot of times you're coming in and you're dropping all that wet gear and all of your extra layers and things like that. But now just rethinking those spaces to where, they don't necessarily need to store our stuff, but how can it help keep uh-huh. our family safe and healthy as you're coming yeah. in and, and using those spaces? So, what mm-hmm. uh, that's just you know, I had been, you know, the wheels, I know you can't see it over the radio, everyone, but the wheels are turning yep. in my brain. <laughs> we had a really good show yesterday, and it just triggered something you said about you know, being in place and how much you like your home. One of the things uh, we were talking about yesterday was 
working at home remotely and now, you know, the whole family is there and spouses working together that probably have spent more time together than they have in 20 plus years of maybe being married. And, you know, do you really like this person in your family? Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, figuring out how to, um, you know, looking at your Face differently, and I I love your take on this. You know, again, I come from the the retail background where you use your vertical space as well as your horizontal space, and just because something states formal dining room doesn't mean you leave it as a formal dining room. It can be a yoga room, it can be a study space, that type of thing. Do you see some of your clients, or have you worked on anything where you've had to reuse space in a different way than originally intended? Um, I haven't seen a huge push for it yet, but I know the phone calls will be coming in for people yeah. um, definitely rethinking <laughs> their, their home office spaces um, through yes. all of this. Yes. I think that's uh-huh. the realization we've had too is how much work can be done from home um, and yeah. how many jobs that, you know, we, we never really imagined people would be doing remotely, but they're doing and they're mm-hmm. doing successfully. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, my family, we're, we're in the same boat. You know, I started my own business. My, my office is based out of my home. So I was one of the lucky ones. I actually have a, a very fully set up home office ready to go for right. me before all of this. Right. Um, right. My, my husband is a chef. And he's at a private club, and they've been shut down um, since the end of March um, for a few weeks okay. here. And he's still working on menu planning and future things and, and whatnot. And, yes, his, his office has become the dining room. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, you know, looking at those flex spaces and how we use things and how we can, you know, be more prepared for this if it happens again and, and for the foreseeable future. Um, and, you know, on that topic, um, you know, that's something, too, with, um, in the design field, it's amazing how much we can do virtually now. And yes. that's one thing in all of this, you know, being a new business and having clients in our busiest time of the year, really trying to keep engaged with them. And um, I've worked on several projects already um, during the shutdown time where yep. I've done um, FaceTime consultations with people where they can show yep. me their rooms and show me their spaces, mm-hmm. send me photos, send me your measurements. And we've started the design work. You know, some of these houses I've never mm-hmm. stepped foot in. I've not even met the people face-to-face yet. But mm-hmm. we've already got some initial plans started. We've got some ideas flowing. And so when the bans and the orders are all lifted, you know, we are ready to hit the ground running and really just get their projects started. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, from a designer standpoint, definitely take advantage of all the platforms that are out there and all of the technology that can really, you know, keep you pretty productive um, during during the shutdown times as well. Well, and even in good times, and I found this because I started doing email consultations. You know, mail, you know, email me or send me your blueprints. We'll do a space plan analysis. We'll do this, blah blah blah. You know, about ten, twelve years ago, and just mm-hmm. from a business standpoint, it just one you can increase your geographic reach, you know, because if you don't have to step foot into the space, it doesn't matter if the client is in Canada or the UK or across the street, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. submitting things, you know, that way. And so I love that point of making use of the technology throughout the entire 
design process. You know, again, once we start get up and running again, a lot of people aren't going to have time to sit and pick up the phone or do all of these stops. You know, being able to do a quick, you know, text, sending pictures, doing the FaceTime, you know, as you're doing this. I, I think that's one of the positives that have come out of this is we've been forced, you know, to be more uh, technology-oriented and comfortable with, right? Mm-hmm. Did you find that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had your good response from clients doing that? I know you were talking about maybe doing classes and that type of thing. Have you done that or mostly just working on the consultation part of it? Mainly with the consultation, like I said, um, you know, the the first week we got shut down, I actually had um, five new client appointments scheduled. Like I said, we're going into busy season. Um, Yeah. So those, obviously, those were all going to be in-home on-site consultations, and and none of those happened. And so, you know, and and I think it's all in, in keeping in contact. And so even though that was not the initial plan, and I'd always had, you know, my business is very fresh, but I had always had the plan to implement more of an e-design yep. service, like you said, to really yep. expand your mm-hmm. boundaries and your borders and really work anywhere in the world. And mm-hmm. um, it just came at a, a time like, oh, we, we're, we're going to implement this now. And we're going yeah. <laughs> to start <laughs> this now because, you know, I had my local clientele I was planning on, you know, visiting. And so with, with them, we've, you know, been working on that. Um, I haven't gotten, but that is another thing that I, I see a lot of my colleagues and, and some um, great designers doing is yeah. doing some virtual online classes and tutorials and, mm-hmm. um, you know, even just going above and beyond and offering our services. Like, you're, you're stuck at home here. Let me walk you through the steps to do this project yourself or to rearrange, yeah. you know, the furniture even. You know, things like that can make a huge difference in just mm-hmm. making the, fa- the space feel fresh and new, working with what mm-hmm. you have um, mm-hmm. and kind of giving a little facelift there. So I know a few a uh, few friends and designers have, have done that. I have not branched out into, you know, actually implementing any classes or training, but that that might be coming in the in the future as well. So, Well, everybody, if you're listening, Alicia's fantastic. And she put on one of the best NKBA events that I ever spoke at. So shout out. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I had fun. I mean, yeah, it's it was so much fun mm-hmm. up there and it was, yeah, it was, it was just a very, very good time. So yeah, I, I encourage yeah. you all to, you know, and that's been actually Alicia. one of the most heartbreaking things through all of this is uh, we've had canceled several of our NKBA events that we had. Oh, yeah. and we had so much great stuff planned for this spring. And so mm-hmm. um, we are looking at doing some of those more virtually now though. I was actually um, just speaking with the Northern Michigan chapter president yesterday about yeah. doing some chapter meetings virtually, um, different CEU presentations, things like that. So Again, yep. everybody's looking for those outlets of, of how can we keep doing what we love and, and, and doing what's needed. So, well, And I can tell you, um, my chapter uh, down here in Florida, we're actually having our chapter event virtually tomorrow afternoon, uh, and it's going oh, to be put on by Cambria. Yeah, so one of the reps from the Cambria is going to be, I think, at their showroom and going to host a a session there and we'll be on all on virtually. So yeah, we're doing that tomorrow. I'm kind of so great. Yeah, yeah we're in the, we're just in the planning stages of ours. So I'll be I'll be excited to hear how that goes for you guys. And I'll let you yeah, I'll let you know, you know how we, tips. 
I could definitely have to goes. make it go smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I yeah, know, I think I my speaking. Um, I was actually supposed to be in Seattle this weekend, actually, at a week long retreat with a couple of the chapters up there. And it was a couple weeks ago, and you know that's where you know it started. And they just called me. The my contact there was just in tears, you know, of the impact that it's had on their community. I'm in fact trying to get her on next week, um, actually, just to you know talk about what's happening there and you know what they're doing and steps you know going forward for their community. I mean, it's just you know some of the stories you hear are just heartbreaking. So it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like nothing we've, we've ever experienced before. And uh, yeah, we'll have to look to areas like Seattle to kind of see, you know, the steps they're taking as they're, they're a few weeks ahead of us in, in all of this. So. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. And granted, you know, the, the New York's, if you know, if you're in a larger urban area, it'll be very interesting. I think the impact on multifamily, um, on retail, on restaurants. Um, my friend who does the restaurant design, I mean, she's just, you know, devastated as to what's going to happen to, you know, the industry that she loves and who's going to make it and who's not. And then the impact, you know, on, okay, how are we going to set up a public space that meets all requirements, but still is, you know, you open a business to make money, you know, so how are you still going mm-hmm. to set this up that it's going to be profitable, you know, so from the commercial standpoint, it, it it's really going to be interesting to see how some of the spaces change, even just in the short term, you know, because if we're looking at it, right. that it's a seasonal thing. So, okay, so we're going to take into effect, you know, flus and colds. So for places like up north, who have the season changes like that, you know, is there some kind of transition air handling spaces with the HVAC units or the, the transition spaces, you know, we'll call it the clean room, you know, of is mm-hmm. it going to be a regional thing, a national thing? It, it'll, it, it will be interesting. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that or yeah, and I think, you know, that's something right now we're we're really at a, a revitalization time where we, we, we need to rethink a lot of things in our business models mm-hmm. and, and the way we, we live our lives and, and, and different things there and that's yeah. a, a whole nother whole nother podcast, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, and it's something you know. In in speaking of restaurants, you know, I joke with people. I specialize in kitchen design. I've been doing kitchen design for almost 15 yes. years now. And my husband's mm-hmm. my husband's an executive chef, so our yep. life revolves around a kitchen and in very different um, atmospheres as I work yeah. more residential and obviously he's in a commercial kitchen. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've had that discussion too on you know what what are going to be the different requirements? You know, is there going to be different standards as far as even health inspections are concerned and, Mm -hmm. you know, testing employees? Is it going to be standard that everybody gets their temp take, you know, took when they enter the building and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just taking those precautions. um, He does a, a lot of large events, a lot of weddings, a lot of banquet events, things like that. And, Mm-hmm. You know, when can we get back to gatherings of two, three hundred people? You know, is it going to be more limited yes. at a time and and things like that? And so, and and it's uncharted uncharted territory. You know, I don't know if anybody yeah. has the answer for that, but I think yeah. 
I think we're going to see some really ingenious ideas come out of this, though. I think this is where the designers and the creatives and the people who have always thought a little outside of the, the straight and narrow lines and, and the path yes. that we've always taken yes. are really going to be able yeah. to implement some wonderful concepts. I mean, I really, you got to stay optimistic through it and just think, you know, how cool can we make this and how can we make this work and to where, you know, we're taking those precautions, but we're back to living our lives that we love. So mm-hmm. I was, I was at a, I had a wonderful class this morning with Pantone. I don't know if you were, um, if you were on that, it was the Pantone for the color, um, the color releases and the stories uh, going into 20, the rest of fall, winter 2020 to spring 2021. And it's exciting. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the colors, I'm going to try and do a, a little because I'm such a color geek and it just, it, it, it was, amazing and the colors are so hopeful and the the theme is botanica so it's nature on a piece of paper man and how you take these colors and the the color stories that they put together I'm excited and you know just the past months of how people after getting over the shock and okay this is what's happening of how people have pivoted And like in restaurants, the um, innovation of more curbside takeout, you know, that type of thing, even going to vets offices. I mean, where I take Sophie Grace, you know, it was almost a curbside pickup. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. You let them know that you're there and that type of thing. So seeing that as an innovation coming out and how you redesign your entrances. And I just want to stop right there. We've got 16 seconds live, everybody. So if you want to hear the rest of the conversation with me and Alicia, um, just download us in about five minutes and you can hear the rest of our conversation. Um, And plus all of Alicia's fantastic contact info. Um, So what do you think of that? I mean, even sometimes it might just be as simple as changing our entryways, you know, how we enter and exit a space, you know, that that, I'm telling you, the curbside pickup and the to-go windows, I think are what's going to save a lot of businesses, you know, having that. It is. Mm -hmm. And and again, it's that you know, thinking outside of, of what's the normal range of things yes. and, um, you know, how much can we do virtually? How much can we do remotely? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how can we be more efficient at, at what we're doing? You know, kind of we, we've implemented in some of our local grocery stores, they're, they're one way or one way aisles, you know, you yes. go this way down that one. And so everybody's yep. moving in the same, it keeps traffic flowing. And again, it's like, well, this actually is, is really nice. Like, why couldn't we just do this, <laughs> you know, without a pandemic? Because you're not bumping into everybody's carts and fighting your way through. Everybody's just in a very orderly fashion uh-huh. there. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, things like that. And again, you know, back to what you had said about the color. Um, I was actually out in Vegas for the um, Kitchen and Bath show in yeah. mid-January, um, right yes. kind of when this was all starting to come up about. And that yeah. was one of the things, um, this was actually my fifth year in a row attending KBiz. And yeah. every year for the past five years, it's gotten brighter and brighter and brighter. The colors, yeah. the pattern, the vibrancy, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm seeing that we, 
we thrive off of that as a people. You know, we need those happy, mm-hmm. cheerful colors even now more mm-hmm. than ever. And like you said, you know, it, it could be as little as, you know, fresh coat of paint in the entryway or, um, yes. you know, really making those spaces feel welcome. And, you know, we're getting mm-hmm. – I'm a very – colorful person myself. I, I love bright colors and, and um, never shy away from that. And I'm really mm-hmm. happy to kind of see the, the age of the, the 50 shades of gray going away from the design for a little bit Oh my there. God, yes. Uh, that we were, we were just, you know, neutral uh. upon neutral and gray upon gray. And now it's like, oh, we're finally embracing that, that color. Yep. And again, it just, you know, it, it, it brings the, the cheerfulness and the optimism to it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, you know, as much as it's it's a scary time and it's a little, there's a lot of unknowns out there. Yep. I again, people people are resilient and and people are good. We have to believe that. And oh, yeah. I really see a lot of creative ideas coming out of this. Um, almost a renewed sense of of hope and vibrancy. You know, and and hopefully we see that in in design and in you know our interactions with people and kind of. I love that you said that because the woman from the Pantone um, the Institute said those almost exact words verbatim of what you just said. I literally, I just got chills when you were talking because it was almost exactly what she and said. And I did not listen this morning. I was not in on that. <laughs> oh, it was, I mean, it's one, the colors are beautiful and you know again with my background I've always been you know the eco queen the sustainability I have my I have my honest color palette that I've used <laughs> you know throughout the thing and it's all based on you know nature and the colors you find in nature and the textures and the drapings and it it was just it it was incredible but it was all about still being protected, you know, the feeling. Um, for those of you listening, uh, you know, of the, the Pantone Color Institute is the institute that does the color forecasting. So the, the, the trends of colors that you will find everything from appliances and cars to what you're going to find on the fashion runways to furniture, and they do forecast 10, 5, and a year in advance. And I know the when the color of the year gets announced, I mean, for me, that's like the Oscars. I'm like, yay! <laughs> you know? I just love it so much. <laughs> Such a geek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this, what they, what they bring about with the trend forecasting all goes their surveys that they send out to, you know, the, the different members in design industry uh, across the board in industries. And that's how they determine what the trends are. And it was just interesting. So it's globalization, it's societal, it's economic. And like in, when you're in a recession, you go more towards your comfort colors, your warm colors, things that bring about security. So your grays, your browns, your blacks, you know, because those are protective. And then the greens were starting to come out, but green was front and forward with the classic blue still being number one, you know, representing the water and the renewal. And it was just, it was wonderful. So everyone be very excited about the colors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that happy note, you have to come on again, especially when we find out the guidelines and we can talk kitchens more and all that fun stuff 
tell people how they can contact you and work with you because everyone, I'm telling you, she is amazing and just an absolute joy and a light to work with and just an incredible designer. So how can people contact you and get in touch with you? Oh, thank you so much. So, yes, um, you can contact me through my um, website is usually the best, and the website is zazzledbydesign.com, Z-O-Z-Z-L-E-D, bydesign.com. Um, and then all my contact links are on there. You can find me through there on social media, um, you know, reach out to me directly through email, um, whatever works best for you. So, yeah, um, would love to hear some from some people. And like I said, I'm based in the West Michigan area, but I do – work uh, worldwide now remotely so (laughs) (laughs) yes Alicia thank you so much for being a guest today and for chat and design and color and uh, you know just trends and I I just really enjoyed chatting with you and we'll have you on again because this was fun thank you Deanna I very much appreciate it and we will talk soon Great. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. You have been listening to Deanna on Design on Blog Talk Radio. And until next time, happy designing. Bye, Alicia. Have a great day. Bye-bye.